0: So yes yes you are back at it for another one it's your girl your host Ali Don it's the goddess MC and I'm here with a very special guest film producer director film maker distributor independent extraordinary thespian Jadolphus Frazier welcome to the pod And pro athlete. And pro athlete. Thank you for having me. Thank You're you welcome. for having me.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This is this is really uh, this is awesome. I would not have expected this. I would not have a dream to this day, that we will be talking to each other in a podcast.
0: Well, I'm glad that uh, we're here in this Which is makes
1: crazy. this fabulous. It makes it amazing. This is this is really dope. When you get to experience something that's that that you like, that you weren't fantasizing or thinking about that it was nowhere near your, you know, in terms of the specifics of it, you on that end, I'm on this end. uh, That's, this is really cool. So thank you. The stars are, are definitely aligned. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you. And I appreciate your time most definitely. And I'm glad that we can make this connection right now because I've known you for a long time. I've probably known you for, it's had to be like 11 years now, maybe. At least ten.
2: Oh really?
0: Uh huh. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's how long ago we met. Get out of here. Yep. Yeah. In L.A. Wow. I think you were staying in L.A. Were you ever staying in Inglewood <laughs> or something?
1: Me? Yeah. Uh, no, I I used to live in uh, West West Adams.
0: Oh, West you Adams. Know, like, that's uh, where. I it think is.
1: that's where I that's where I was living when. Yeah, that long ago. Yeah, I was
0: living better
1: mm-hmm. off of uh, Adams and Western. Shout out. Right throughout
0: the ten freeway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad that we can make this connection because I want to talk about films because, you know, I have these big dreams and I was asking you during a prior conversation... <laughs> about how I can get started and you basically told me I had a whole lot of work to do and acting classes and I got to study and I got to do all this basically to get ready so I want to talk about that but I also want to talk about some of the things that we spoke about earlier like overcoming the challenges overcoming the challenges that you had to experience to follow your dream because you didn't start out making films I mean let alone subtitled films but you started out in sports, and I know you had some challenges with that, and then a lot of doors ended up opening for you in film. So can you talk about how did you overcome those challenges when you were first pursuing your sports dreams and how you made a pivot to follow after a new dream in
1: film? I haven't overcome my challenge, the challenge that I face in sports. I'm still grieving. Really? I'm actually still, I still fantasize about uh, the dream, but I still fantasize of, you know, some of the dreams that I had when I was a kid. Uh, I know it'll never happen, but it was like, damn, I wanted that and I was like, I, I I had, I got a taste. I was that, that close, you know, close, like the door was actually open. Like I was able to stick my feet in and feel what what it could have been like to be there. Um, to be in that environment, to be in that space, but to be in something that you a- actually thought about, that you dreamed about, you didn't know how it was going to materialize. Uh, at least I didn't. Um, and and to, to to step in that space the first time you, you know, you entered, uh, for me, it meant something to step into a locker room that was not just a locker room, but a locker room for a professional organization. Uh, because I, had gone through, I feel like I, 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 didn't go the traditional route to get there. And so for me to get there, um, was really, 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 it meant a lot. Um, and then when things didn't come to fruition, <laughs> where things were not coming to fruition as desired, uh, I don't know. I, I think I was pivoting, I was pivoting constantly, um, from the disappointment right so i would go and try out for a team and incur an injury um and that would be very disappointing and i would have to decide either i'm going to you know stick with this believe in this and 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 accept this and move on or try my luck again Uh, my answer was different each time that i returned but i continued to return and so at one point i was when things weren't working out and people were telling me that, you know, bro, this is not happening for you. And, um, you're, you're, you're getting older now, you know, I was like 26. Uh, this is it. I'm like, all right. Um, I, I, what is my life supposed to look like? And I didn't, I didn't have any real understanding of what that was except for my, my sports endeavors. And so, uh, I started to analyze, what What it was about what I wanted? what what about it that I what was it about it that made me attracted to it? What was I attracted to? what did i what did I enjoy experiencing in in that space uh, in that relationship? And so I identified specific specific things and and it and those things told me that you know I might enjoy uh, other forms of entertainment. And I never considered sports to be entertainment. Uh, even though you can be entertaining, it can be entertaining. I never saw it as oh, this is a uh, this is entertainment. And so, um, anyways, I, I looked at entertainment. I had moved to LA. Uh, I was working with my dad on a on a on a project that he was doing for the LA Cultural Affairs Department. I was handling all of his administrative stuff. I was in grad school at the time, um, and. Like, shit, things are not going to happen the way that I want to. And so uh, I just started, like, just, I don't know. I, I, what what got me to, to pivot? It was, I, I was aimless. I, I didn't know where to go. So I started writing things down. That's where it was. So I'm in grad school and for psychology, and I am now divulging and starting to to talk about what I was experiencing in writing. And those writings started to look like short stories and uh, poems. And at some point, I um, I started to share them with, with people that that were, that I was really, that I was down with. Um, and they would read them, and they would be excited about reading them. It was like, wow, cool. This is cool. And so I remember distinctly one day I was out with a friend. We were doing, uh, brunch at the Hudson theater in LA. And she, um, she was like, yo, I saw this guy at a convention last night. He's a poet and he was a barista. And I was, I looked and I was like, huh? Okay, I don't know what that means, but uh," (laughs) she was like, no, she's like the the things that you write, that you let me read, they, they remind me of what I saw him do last night. I've never seen it before. But it, just the way he delivered it, and the way he talked, and how deep it was, it reminded me of what you what you were writing. And I was like, huh. And so she introduced, she called the guy over and told her who she was, where she where she last where she saw him at. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually do an event here every I forget what night it was. Um, you, you got you know if you don't know about it, you should come out. And it was a it, it was a spoken word event. Spoken Word Venue in Hollywood at the Hudson Theater. Deep Red was a poet. Um and she was, and so my friend, she like, she's like it's like, yo, so she like you know, he asked her, like, yo, you write or something? She's like, No, not me, but he does. Like, hey, you can come out, man, you can you know, you can come out with your pen and your pad, you can read, or you can, you know, freestyle it. Um, or you you know, come up, you know, come memorize and prepare it in that way, you know. Just just come out and, and check it out. Uh, We have, you know, like, we have signups, we have open mic, you know, you can try out and that whole bit. And I was like, ah, I'm like, okay, I might be able to do that. And just before I do it, I go to an audition at the same place. You know, I'm like looking for like entertainment, like I see a poster, I see a billboard riding down Fairfax for an audition for the Blue Men. Mm You know who the Blue Men are?
0: Right. Yeah, they have a residency in Vegas. Is that what you mean? Like the Blue it's Man Vegas, group?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yo, I I went to an audition for them. Didn't know <laughs> shit about who the Blue Men were. But I'm like, yo, I they like, they it sounds like they do different things. They play music, drums, and I I went on. I looked them up. I was able to find something on the internet, but not internet, but not much. I was like, all right, I might be able to go. Should, I might be able to do this. And if I dress in blue, I'm in the uniform and nobody really don't, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went to that. Yeah, I was like, that that was really interesting. And then I go back to the spoken word event and I, I, I watched these men and these women uh, speak in a way that I, I wasn't very familiar with as, as far as being in up close and in front of it and in that space and it and just the way people talked, uh, it was, Oh, like, this is, this is really, really cool. They were like, look, they look like me, you know, like, Oh, he's wearing Tim's like me. And we're talking in this particular way. Um, this is awesome. This is dope. I want to, I want to explore this more. Um, and so I kept coming back and, and in doing that, I, I had to meet people who were who were playing sports and they were transitioning uh, like me. Was like, oh, cool! to like, group therapy, uh, and so just doing that introduced me to it. Started to introduce me to the world of um, a different world of entertainment. There was a stage. There were people there. To take in something that you were, that you something positive about you that you wanted to share, that to me was like playing sports. It was like mm-hmm. playing football. Okay. You know, there's a, you have a stadium of people there, and they're there for something positive. Uh, they're cheering for somebody.
2: Yeah.
1: And that I I I, I like that. You know, um, you don't you know but yeah yeah it was just that was just really dope and so. Um, doing that and being exposed into this this community uh, led me to I me mean, like I I, I, I am trying to create something here at this point right. I'm trying to I want to make a transition, uh, a lateral transition. I don't want to have to fully start over. Yeah. Uh, but I know I need to start over. Uh, so what was going to be the thing that that would push me to do that? And so I I don't know. There was an opportunity that came up to play football again uh, for an NFL team. Uh, And I went out to try out. And I went out after training for several months and and getting tremendous praise from all the players that I was working out with and some who were active NFL players. Uh, Like, yo, bro, this is, this is good. This is, you should get this, you know, you should get this contract. Um, yeah, this, <laughs> I was like, my head was, was like, I was, I was level, but I was, I, I was feeling very confident because here I'm getting compliments. And, you know, after showing up, showing off on cats who were in the league, my experience was, it was always an attempt and then an injury. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm like I'm ready for this and I go and go and go to this this camp hoping that uh I wouldn't end up needing anything else uh, to or needing any other arena or avenue to express my passion um, the passion that I was aware of at the time and and it didn't happen and so I end up back in l a you know at this point I'm looking at it like okay this is this is I, I have to start preparing for another phase of my life because it looks like this just might not be popping off um, and so i took I I, I I i contacted a person that i met who had created a a reel for me of of my my a highlight reel for of my my athletic uh, pursuits for my 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 performance as a football player and um, this person he had worked for NFL films, but it was tra- transitioning into Hollywood, and he was working in the studio uh, for the the VA Medical Center, where I where I was doing an internship, uh, psychology internship, mm-hmm. I mean my master's degree internship. Okay. Um, he so this guy he um, he was working in the biography department and for the VA, and I was when I met him it was in his studio and he um wow he was wearing, like wearing the NFL's shirt know, yeah, that's very it stood out to me it was like wow I thought it was serendipitous that mm-hmm. I was to meet with this dude mm-hmm. uh to get a video cut for NFL like oh this is he's wearing the 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 the, the, the official NFL polo shirt uh and I'm here for this particular reason. So I know, and to find out, you know, I was like, yo, so where you get the shirt from? And he says, you I, I was one of, one, of the, one of the first hires for NFL film when it began. I was like, oh snap, really? It's like, yeah, um, I was like, yeah, this is serendipitous. I have to accept this for what this is." Come on, too many coincidences here, bro. Right, Like, right, but I'm in this space and I'm like, yo, so why are you here? And so he tells me he was here to set up a, a production company to to build a production company with a, a friend of his. Um, but they were at a, you know they were they were still in the development stages of it. And so he just he was working. And so I was like, oh cool. So what's up with all the equipment in here? And can can like somebody like me can I can I use it? Can I can I can I sign out for it? Uh, and he was like, nah, this is for only, only uh, official purposes only. And then he went on to tell me as I was departing, I was like, oh, why do you want to, like, why do you want to, why you ask about the equipment? And so I told him I had an idea to do um, a documentary. And he was like, really? Was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. So I'm like, you know, I don't know anything about cameras and stuff, but I see you, you know, we're in a, this space. And so I, I, like, I was just curious if I could, what would it take for me to get this, to use it? He was like, well, you know, like I said, it's for official business, but I do shoot music videos with him on the weekend.
0: Right, so I'm like, right, what a coincidence is that. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> He's like, what, you have an idea? He's like, yeah. Um, He's like, you should let me check it out. I was like, let me go to this tryout, and if that works out, then you know, this would just be something I thought about. Maybe I'll take care of it later. You know, maybe I'll get to it, uh, which was my hope. I said, but if I end up coming back, then you know I'll, I'll hook, you know I'll reach reach out to you. And so I I went incurred injuries to my hamstring um, oh, gosh. in the pursuit for making this team, NFL team, and I'm back in L.A. Uh, back in rehab, and I remember. I remember this guy, Jim, telling me, "Hey, hit me up. Let me know. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's let's make let let's shoot this documentary that you have in mind." And so I went out and, and I know I actually let's l- checked out some some books that I had in my library uh, about filmmaking that were books that I had I there were leftovers or books that I had kept from. Classes
2: that I took when I was in college. Okay. Um, classes so, that I took not because I wanted to become a filmmaker, but because
1: it was part. It was it was part learning filmmaking was a part of this pilot program I was in, where there would be multiple professors teaching their particular discipline, but but within one class. So a class would look like there's a professor for psychology, sociology, anthropology. Creative writing, um, filmmaking, right? That would be that would be one class, and that class within that class, you would they would provide you with a body of creative work um, that was available to the public in some way, shape, or form. And we, as as members of the class, would analyze, learn to analyze that body of work break it down understand the different disciplines as they presented in that body of work so let's say you have Macbeth so you would have to understand Macbeth from a psychological point of view individually um, from a sociological point of view how you know how was his psychology influenced by his, um, his society that he was in and then anthropology like looking at the history and which
0: his people came from. Hold uh, on. The lineage. I'm still uh, I'm still tripping so, on is really
1: and then you would have
0: I'm I'm still tripping on how you said that you were in your library. You went to your library. So you have your own library or you went to the school library? Like tell me more about this this library. No,
1: my my own library I mean, so, of
0: books. So I like that my own so library I, of books. You know, I I love that. That is amazing. I don't know when's the last time I heard a brother say he went to his library. I don't I don't think I ever heard that before. In my life is that's, <laughs> that's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it sounds like a collection a, of books, right? It's like it's like, an, books, it's like right? an intellectual club. maybe you know, but you went to school, right? I'm like I went
1: to school and there were books that I didn't turn in, that I didn't that I didn't return. I didn't get money back for those books.
2: Yeah, right? I
1: just kept them and so they were a part of the books that I would buy from a Barnes and Nobles or books that I, you know, that I, that I, that, that I was still, that was still on loan from an actual library. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> You yeah. know, there was just yeah. books, yeah. magazine yeah. articles. There was just a library of things to read. I, love it. Um, I, I was love it. in a space where books was my entertainment, right? I, I, I shut television off. I wasn't watching TV. I was everything. I was get, getting everything through. Interpersonal interact interpersonal relationships and text stuff that I would read. Yeah. Uh, and music. That was it. And so yeah, so I had a library. I needed a library. You know, when I went home, you know, I, I, I wanted something to fuel my mind, and, and 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 I didn't want it from television. I didn't like what I what I what I was experiencing within myself from the things that I saw on television. I didn't like mm. the the conditioning that I was exposed to that wow. I have been exposed to for so many years in television. And I'm like, okay, now nah, let me read. Uh, let me read. And let me, let me dissect and, and have discussions with people about the stuff that I read, like get their take on it. Wow. Uh, so yeah, yeah, definitely have oh a library. Gosh. I mean you said so,
0: so many things I'm like, is- Oh my gosh, we could talk about like so many things. Cause you said conditioning. I'm just like, okay, hold on. Is this conditioning that all of us have <laughs> experienced? I'm like, I just feel like I have. Yeah, to <laughs> oh my goodness! Because I didn't even mean to ask you this. Like I wasn't if, even expecting.
1: it. condition is condition. You know, we are all conditioned to something. You know, uh, you gotta, you gotta. That's just the way it is. We we're conditioning. My Question God. is, how are you conditioned?
0: And you said the right? things that you were watching. How
1: are you conditioned? I'm sorry.
0: And you said that you didn't like the things that you were watching. You know, it helped you become Yeah, no, picky. I didn't like
1: I didn't like the things. I didn't like the things that I was that I was watching, the things that I were that I was seeing, I was seeing I was seeing uh you know the way people were were being represented or even not represented in 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 picture. Um I <laughs> All right, so we're jumping that's what
0: so I'm saying. It's, it's a lot, right? Um, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, so there was this book uh, called uh, "Make Me Want to Holler" by
1: Nathan McCall, mm-hmm. uh, and the way it's written, uh, it feels like it was a conversation. It felt like it was a conversation to me. It feels like it, whenever I read it, it's a conversation to me. Uh, and I was questioning things. You know, I was in school and, and part of the program I was in, there, you always had to question things, not just other people, but yourself. Like who, like you have to do introspection. Who are you? What are you? Um, what are you, like what was that, why are you, Why do you feel this way? Or how do you feel this way? Or where, where the linkage to that, to understand where you are right now. Why, why would I make this decision right now? Why did I make that decision? Why did I do what I just did? Um, and I, some people don't question themselves, but I, I find it to be very valuable. Yeah. Uh, to help me, you know, to have an inventory of at least that, those things that I'm aware of about who I am and why I am the way I am. Yeah, I agree. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Those are things that need to, I'm, I'm sorry? Yeah, so, I agree. So, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, damn it, I digress because there's so much that could be said about everything.
0: Yes, let's digress and take a music break So right now I have a special request It's a mashup You don't want to miss it, two classics Keep it locked right here You're listening to the First Friday's Podcast At thegodcollection.com
1: I see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself Oh yeah, round and round, round and I get around. Still clown the underground when we come around. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep up one what a bait sweater, brother, majorly. And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. She tell me that she needs me, cries when she leaves me. And every time she sees me, she squeeze me. Lady, hey, take it easy. That sounds sleazy, but tease me. I don't want it if it's that easy. Hey yo, bust it, baby. Got a problem saying bye bye? Just another hazard of a flagger. Uh. Your ass why it don't matter? My pockets got fatter. Now everybody's looking for the ladder. And ain't no need in being greedy. If you wanna see me, gotta keep a number, baby. When you need and I'll be there in a jiffy. Don't be picky, just be happy with this quickie. But when you learn, you can't time it down, baby. dog check it out. I get around. What you mean you don't know? Check I get around Thug, just. Strong. I get around, still down with the underground I get around, I get around. yeah. Hey, yo, Let the floor know. No. Now you can tell from my everyday fits, I ain't rich, so cease and desist with them tricks. I'm just another black man caught up in the mix, trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cents. because 'cause I'm a freak don't mean that we can hit the sheets. Maybe I can see that you don't recognize me. I'm Shock G, the one who put the satin on your niggas. Never knew. So that could share me, I guess. What's it. up, love?
0: How you doing? All right. Well, I've been hanging, singing, trying to do my thing. Oh, you heard that I was being at Your homegirl. girl you went to school with, that's cool. But did she tell you about her sister and your cousin thought I wasn't? Uh-huh. See, we kids was made for alone But it's a Monday, my day. So just let it in, Yo, and don't mistake my statement for a clown. We can keep it on the down low long as you know that
1: I get around. <laughs>
0: you're listening to the First Fridays Podcast, you just heard the sounds from the Digital Underground and Tupac with I Get Around. And before that, you heard a super throwback from Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world. So we're here with Jadolphus Frazier, filmmaker. And before we took that break, you said that you were reading Nathan McCall's book.
1: Yeah, so reading his book made me question the things that I was, uh, the images that I was, there have been, pumped into my head. What was I seeing? What were the messages that were being conveyed to me? Um, so, you know, you can look at billboards and you see there are messages, you know, you how the billboards change from one community to the next. What are the people doing in those billboards? Um, but I was like, so I wasn't watching television. So I'm like, let me go get a television. And let me watch, let me just watch, you know, to see what kind of images are being directed towards me. Um, Cause I'm a consumer. I would be a consumer. And, and so I would do this with no, no sound, with no audio. I'm just watching the images and th- there were things that stood out like just, so they would have commercials about hair, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hair products, uh, your hair feeling great. The things you can do to make your hair feel great. Um, there were always a lot of white women in the commercials, the ones that I saw. Uh, even in the ones where black, white guys would be in the commercials, because I didn't see, a well, there was some with black people in them on BET, but not in a, a lot of the other programs that I would see, right, you wouldn't see them in commercials, but I, right. of the people that I saw, the white people, they were all having a good time with their hair issues, with their chemicals or the products that they were using to Uh, groom themselves and there was no negative message about them having hair issues it was just this positive message yo if you have this bottle of this and you pump it you know this amount and put it in your hair you're going to have a great day you're going to roll down (laughs) pch with drop top convertible you're going to stand out the window and you're going to shake your head it's okay to have bad hair because we have this product and I was like, that is a different conversation than the one that I'm familiar with when when it comes to black people talking about hair. People don't sound so damn excited <laughs> about their own hair since I was a kid. And, and you know, it was, so it seems like it was coming from, growing up it seemed like it was coming from within the community. But then when I'm sitting watching this, these images that are speeding through through my psyche, with no audio, you know, you take the audio, you add audio, then it kind of the loops or quiets some aspects of the information that's coming in, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it changes your focus. But when you you take the music away and you just you're just watching the images, yeah, it's just to me it was quite impactful. And I was like, wow, I need to watch different kind of programs. I need to create what that means to me. I need to figure out what that is. And, and, uh, so that, yeah, that was, that became my world for a while. And when this opportunity came to me to where I could actually perhaps create something that would show the kind of material I wanted to see, uh um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty. It was I was like, wow, this this is this is cool. I wasn't thinking about it as anything deep. I just thought this was this was going to be something that would help me switch my focus. And it seems like it was like it was kind of calling me, right? Because I you no, know, I'm like my mind is thinking football and all this other stuff that we're talking about in terms of me watching, you know, watching TV shows and. Reading books and investigating myself to see who I am, why I am the way that I am, why I think the way that I think, um, what are my biases and blind spots? Um, that that was just my core, right? It was that was that was football was a part of that. Football wasn't my identity. That was just the way. That was my football was to me was my vessel. That was the way that I expressed myself. That was that was a place where I was able to communicate myself, talk, you know, be who I am. That's what I felt. Um, at least growing up, that's, that's how it felt. Like in this o- arena, I can fully and completely be myself. I can exercise my voice, uh, in this, in this, in this, in this space, I hear where I might not have been able to do so at home or in play, uh, certain places in the community because people saw me as a kid. Right. Yeah. Um but anyhow, we're we we are I'm in this space of checking out my no, so where where was I? Uh being denied the opportunity to land in NFL again, meeting Jim who tells me you can come and we can work on your project if you want to. I'm ready when you are. Um, and then stepping into that, uh, because I I really didn't know where else I didn't know where where else I was I was going to to go. And this was, it seems like this was a cool opportunity. It felt like it was a stepping step. It was a it was a, I don't know it was like like this was evolution because I was just exposed to introduced to someone who speaks spoken word poetry, right? And then I meet this person who says you can shoot. Uh, you can come and work with me. We didn't even know each other. Right. This dude has been working in the film industry for a very long time. I did not say I was a film school student. I didn't say I was a graduate of some film program. I said you used to. You know, this is. I'm pursuing this career. I like your equipment. I, I have an idea. And two people at different stages of their careers as far as film is concerned decide to embrace each other. I was like, how the is this happening? <laughs> how did this just happen? You know what I mean? How okay. do you just stumble into a studio? Right. And the person the one person there says, Yes, I will give you access to everything in here you're gonna be able to use to edit, to shoot, to record, to do ADR and you can do it on video, and guess what? I'm going to make it possible for you to do it on film itself because I'm a filmmaker, and I love the medium of film. Video is great, but film is, you know, that's, that's the top tier. That's a, You can shoot on film, oh boy, you, you, you've done something. I didn't know anything about any of it. I was just like, yo, can I use the equipment? What was it take to use the equipment? I asked the question, and he answered. And he he was good on his answer uh, because when I reached out to him and told him, hey, yo, man, I'm, I'm back. I have this idea. I've, I've written up a treatment. Um, you say you wanted to read something that I had, and so I want to give you the treatment. And he read the treatment, and he says, let's go. And
0: I was like, I don't know what the f- I'm doing. <laughs> well, hold on. So that, that reminds me of a couple of things, because I want to get to these other questions. So, so I was going to ask you, because this is hilarious. So I wanted to talk to you about, like, the advice that you would give to your younger director self or any young director. For one, just the basics. What goes in a treatment? Like, why do you need a treatment? Why would a young director or filmmaker want a treatment? What's supposed to go on it? Who would they expect to give it to? Like, let's just talk about that real quick.
1: One reason why you might create that is because you want to communicate. Um, Well, one, you want to get your idea out. Sometimes you see your idea better when it's written down. Um, Unless... You know, you're a your freestyle rapper, you know, and you can go in and drop, create a song, you know, a three minute song or a two minute song, or. I, mean, I guess you can make a film like that. I've heard people going on to, going into projects with nothing written down and, and it's all improv. So there's a space for that. Uh, but I needed to write the treatment because, one, I was told that, yo, he says, I want to read what you have. And I didn't have anything in writing. So I wanted to at least be able to meet him somewhere, even though I didn't know where he wanted me to meet him. I didn't know what that looked like, Mm -hmm. right? I I thought I should have something. And so I'm like, okay, so at least let me show that I'm I'm trying to play the part, that I want the role, that I really want to do this, even if I come looking like, Right. I didn't know what I didn't know what to look like. I just research it, look it up, like see what they want. What do these things look like? So I bought a book on treatments, like writing treatments, and and I wasn't out like sharing what I was writing with anybody to get feedback.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I thought I was smart enough to read what's in the book, and you know, and then and implement that. Yeah. And so I presented it to him. I did that and, and presented it to, to Jim, and he was like, wow, this is cool. Okay, let's do it. He didn't, I'm like, do, does that make sense? He was like, no, I totally understand it. Let's do it. When do you want to start? You have your first person lined up to for interview? You have a schedule? I was like, all right, yeah, I haven't done any of that yet. This is just an idea. So this is the idea it's now I need to go and cast. I need to go and find people who are willing to be participants in my my." my documentary and so uh i i didn't know how to cast anybody i knew what i experienced when i was in college but you know everything was kind of done for you kids already there you know your, your peers your, people are in class they have to participate they need a grade right <laughs> you have the mm-hmm. casting department i mean you have the uh drama department there the, i mean it's not a lot of work so your teachers your professors your their, your mentors they are they basically they, they've laid it out for you and so I'm like alright so I don't I didn't create, need to create a classroom uh, the people that I want to feature are poets so let me start asking poets if they were willing to participate and so that was my first casting experience it was like okay I, I asked and they said yes and I had contracts ready for them uh, that, I, that I generated myself that, you know, I learned how to write contracts when I was in studying pre-law, you know, I, like I had an idea of how to write them. I don't, I can't say I'm the best at, the, at that, but it's like, they were like, Oh, gee, you're professional Adolphus." I'm like, am I? It's like, yeah, a lot of people, they don't have contracts. It's, it's, you know, they say, you want to do this unless you get an agent. Uh, I was like, well, I, I don't know, bro. This is my first <laughs> time. So I figure, I, you know, one person asked me for it in writing. I'm assuming everybody else is going to ask for it in writing yeah. and I'm used to signing contracts. Okay. At this point, I'm used to signing contracts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with them. And so why not create it? I don't want to be the, the, what, in my mind, what the stereotypical jock was, somebody who didn't know how to do it. I, I wanted to be the opposite of that. I wanted to be the jock who did know how to do it. Uh, and so, I, yeah, so I created contracts for them. And anyhow, so that was my first casting experience, and I, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just had these questions and ideas, and, and so I had a great uh had a great mentor to start with Jim was awesome he wasn't you know he there was never uh no you you can't do this it was like okay, let's talk about it
2: let's mm-hmm. see mm-hmm.
1: let what that let's see what that what it looks like and you can do it, yeah, and you can try it you know we would, he would t- i would tell him about these shots like I would go and look at films and say, oh I like this shot this might be with that and he, like He's like, you like that shot? I was like, yeah, I don't like that. It's like, uh, I'm like, you don't like that shot? He's like, man, it's your eye. If you like it, you like it. Uh, I'm like, can we, can we, like, do that with a few of the people? Can we get that shot? He's like, well, I haven't done it myself, but, yeah, let's, 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 let's work on it. If you want the shot, then let's work on it. And we will go, like, I remember go, us going out to Cal State Northridge. Mm-hmm and spending, spending at least five hours working on a single shot uh, that uh, Ernest Dickerson masterfully orchestrated in Spike Lee's film, one of Spike Lee's films. It was like uh, like a signature shot. Uh, and, and so that was... I'm like, this dude was trained. He, like, worked for... Professional organizations as a, as a videographer, as an editor, as a VP. Um, and here we are out here in this parking lot, and it was hot <laughs> practicing the shot. And it, we're using his truck as a dolly to practice the shot. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is. This is cool. I'm not, I'm not in a place to judge it because I don't know how it's supposed to be done,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? I don't know about all the different types of toys that filmmakers can use to accomplish a shot, right? I don't, yeah. it's, we're using this truck. They're actually dollies that you can rent or buy. Yeah. Most, most people rent them for a specific kind of movement. We were using his truck. I was like, wow, this is, okay. I'm just (laughs) taking it in as something to do. It's not bad or good. Later, later on another project that he and I started to take on, it was a, a film. It was on that project where I started to learn about all of the other toys that filmmakers use. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when I was like, oh, wow, you can rent a dollar? You can't. What about your truck? (laughs) Uh, Remember, we used a truck, right? It's like, we didn't spend any money except for gas and oil to pull that off. So can we do something like that? And he's like, yeah, you know, you can use vehicles, you can use wheelchairs. I was like, oh, we can use wheelchairs? Like yeah, you can pull a dolly shot, or shot up with a wheelchair. I'm like, so why don't we do something like that instead of paying all of this money to for for another, you know, another piece of metal to do the same thing? He was like, that makes sense. It's like he's it like, you know, he didn't fight it, um, but he was exposing me. Although we were taking routes that were. Financially, that were economical for me. Uh, he was introducing me to the tools that I could use, and he just he he prepared me for a relationship that I will later have with a DP by the name of I don't need to drop his name. Okay. Another DP who was in <laughs> Hollywood, Johnny Simmons. Mm -hmm. he's he's a masterful cinematographer uh, who's been in the industry for years he's considered one of the legends as far as uh, as, as I do know as far as black filmmakers are concerned Mm -hmm. he's a legend in the industry uh, and he's done some wonderful things just in filmmaking period I mean he's he's worked on content that are just in syndication right they cross
0: Well, well, let me ask you really quick about that, about those, about those connections that you made. And I definitely have to have you back on the podcast because there's so many things we can talk about. But I just want to get this last question off before we go. So because that reminds me of when we were talking before and advice that you can give your younger director self. And you were saying, don't be afraid to fail or even walk into a room of strangers So I imagine it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Someone might be walking into a room where there's these iconic directors they are in syndication. I mean, these are aspirational goals, but maybe you don't know them. They don't know you. And that could be intimidating for some folks, but for you, you saw it differently. So can you talk about that a little bit? Uh,
1: yeah, don't, don't be afraid to walk in a room full of strangers. Um, they, they don't know you. They're there. They are there to witness what you you have to offer. Um, you don't know how they're judging. You don't know how they're revealing you. There may be something. Uh, I find it. I find I. I can go about this. Don't be afraid to walk in a room full of strangers.
0: Right. They're there for you. Yeah.
1: They're there for you. They they are there for you. Um if you if you get into the room
0: Yes. That part.
1: They are there for you. This is all I mean, why 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 do you want to be afraid of the moment? That is the moment.
0: Ooh, yeah. That is the wow. moment. And
1: we just, we keep having moments, right? Mm. They might not be as, they might not look like the moments that you have dreamed of, but they are moments. They are pivotal. Pivot, they're, no, they're critical. They're important. They're
0: essential. Mm, wow. Oh, my gosh.
1: To show, so just come in, just, you don't, know I, I don't think you have to pretend. Don't pretend. Be be who you are. Step into, yo. I'm I'm supposed to be here. If I got in, I'm supposed to be here. Something about me made it possible for me to get here, and I'm here with all of these other people. Sure, they've been doing this longer than I've been doing it, but that doesn't mean that I don't have anything to offer. I might be that I might be that thing that they, they're missing that they're looking for, that they, look, they might be looking to innovate. They may be looking for something fresh. Yes, they have been fresh. And yes, they are fresh. But they want to maintain that freshness. When you get to a point of success, you have to continue to do things to maintain that level of success. I said maintain the level, not the identity of what that was, What you who you were when you first got there. You can't continue to be that person. You have to keep evolving, right? So you're going to continue to meet people who are evolving. Yeah. They may be in different places in their careers than you are, but you may need each other. They may need you. And if you step into the room, yes, they... I I think they need me. It's nothing wrong with, yo. They can need me, but I don't know that. So, even if I feel nervous about being around these many these kind of people, I still have to show up. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I still have to perform. If you're, you're if you're competing in a sport, if you're you're in a sporting event and you're concerned about one of the players or some of the players, maybe the whole damn team because how well they perform, how well, based on how you see them, you can't just fold just because they're there. They're now your opponent. You have to show up putting your best. If you get burnt, if they, they outdo you, okay, oh well. And if we're, if we're on the same team, you show up and you, 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 the people you're in the room with, you are, you guys are on the same team. You ultimately are on the same team. That's a great look to be able to team up with someone who's been doing this longer than you are, longer than you have. To be able to team up with someone who's going to be able to show you something or teach you something, even while you're teaching them something about what you know, you have to sh- just show up. That I. I've I've experienced that many times. Um, I I was work got to have the opportunity to work on a project uh, as a DP, and I wasn't really interested in being a DP. I learned how learned about DP
2: mm-hmm.
1: to learn about filmmaking, and so people were liking the results of my work, and so I got to DP this one project with someone who had directed films that I had seen in movies. Um, I hadn't directed anything that's been on anybody's big screen. But she liked what I was do. No, she trusted the producers who selected me to DP mm-hmm. for her. Okay. And in doing that, she introduces me to an editor who had been doing editing in the industry for years. And she's considered one of an amazing editor she's a pillar she's very well known amongst people in the industry and she was a film editor
2: mm-hmm.
1: and when, we inter- when I meet her as the DP for this project she is being introduced to Final Cut Pro for the first time she's never cut on Final Cut Pro She's not familiar with editing digital content. And she asked me to teach her. Actually, she didn't ask. First, she was told that I knew how to edit Mm -hmm. in the digital space because I was a predator. I never heard of the term before. I was like, what? What? She's like, right, right? you produce, you produce, you, you direct, you write, you edit, you do all of that, right? They're, they they consider these guys predators. They can do all of these things. And she's like, oh, wow, so you, you, you work on Final Cut? I was like, yeah. I, I'm like learning, right? I'm like, yeah. I, 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 I dabble a little,
0: dabble a a little bit. And
1: she's like, okay. She's like, all right, so, you know, how about you sit down and you teach me? And I'm like, huh. Now, I don't know who she is at this point. I... I I know I've been introduced to her, but I don't know what her credits are. Right. Mm -hmm. So I teach her and she's, she's thinking highly of me to where she recommends me to another, uh, prominent person within Hollywood for a gig to open a TV studio in another country.
0: Wow. This is incredible. Like, (laughs) Hold on, like I wasn't even planning on asking. You have so many interesting things to talk about and the things that you have experienced are amazing. And I I definitely need to have you back on the podcast, but something that you said that I really like is that, you know, being in the room, you don't have to pretend you still have to show up. Like it reminds me of something that Bishop Desmond Tutu was talking about where he has this. Um, Belief of Mbutu. Mbuntu is uh, community, a sense of community. And he says that you have to be the best you so that I can be the best me. So we don't live alone. We all live in a community. And when we show up as our best selves, I mean, that's how we can. All thrive. So, I want to thank you for reminding me of that. So, before we get out of here, I want you to tell everybody how can they find your films? How can they watch your films? What's the best way to connect with you?
1: Uh, So, my film, the film that you're talking about, uh, is always chasing love. Um, You, you can find us on Instagram at, as well as Twitter at, at all. Chase Love. That's at A L L C H A S E L O V E. All Chase Love. Um, you can also you can go to Vimeo and type in always always chasing love, and that will definitely um, give you the opportunity to rent or purchase the film. Um, if you if you're listening to this podcast, I would really like for you to do that. Uh, If you send us a message at allchaselove uh, on Instagram, I will make it possible for you to watch the film um, for practically nothing, uh, just because you're listening to this podcast. Um, If you're interested in foreign languages, check out the film. Uh, It is a film that's definitely promoting um, inclusion, uh, it's an instrument, it's an experimental film and our guard film uh, inspired by a lot of foreign films that I've watched, inspired by foreign languages. And uh, it's based on true stories, um, particularly based on the lives of many families that I have the opportunity to work with. Um, and it's something that I want to say. It's not the film that I set out to make initially. I had some hurdles to overcome. But it is the film that I've uh, decided that, look, this is what I have. I like the, like the story that, that we've been able to create. Um, it has a community out there. And let's release it and, and, and see, it, see what it does. The goal is to inspire change, uh, to inspire people to consider something maybe that they haven't, uh, considered before. Um, and anytime that I hear about the film doing that, I feel like, you know, I, I, I feel victorious. I feel like I've accomplished my goal. Um, so, um, I, 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 I encourage, I want everybody to watch the film.
0: Filmmaker, Jadolphus Frazier, you are like a well of interesting stories and like unbelievable sights I feel like I'm on the magic carpet ride (laughs) the film is called Always Chasing Love and you can go directly to the website alwayschasinglove.com and if you go to the Instagram page drop a little DM and say you listened to the First Friday's podcast and you'll have access to see the film for free 99 that's right absolutely free thank you so much for joining us shout out to all the soundcloud listeners and of course the listeners all at thegodcollection.com make sure you bring it back for another one because we'll be back for another one and another one and another one yeah we out